Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Hey, I'm Jen. I'm Ken. And I'm Bill. We want to thank you for joining us again for this week's Hazel Rockets podcast. This week, we have Jeff Stewart from Nike Golf. He's going to be sharing with us some sneak peeks of some product that we won't see until, I believe, around January. Is that right? Yeah, some new 2020 product, um, some new licensee product. So excited to see that. Very cool. I'm also going to give a quick shout out to Jesse D, who is one of our super fans. So thanks, Jesse, for following us. Each what week. qualifies someone as a super fan? He has Jen's peeps that he uh, uses each week. So, uh, yeah, so he likes me. Okay. Therefore, super fan. Do you guys have any super fans yet? Um, I I'm thought you sure, were, but, but clearly maybe Bill does. I don't know. If anyone follows us, then we're we have super super fans, obviously. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. well, we'll we'll check that next time, maybe. Next okay. time. Okay. All right. Um. Let's so let's dive in. Where are we going to talk about this week? Well, we have a couple new products that just landed that I thought uh, we kind of could share with the uh, with the crew out there. We want to talk about our personal lives at all. I don't know. The ins and outs of our daily daily grind. Bill's house, physical therapy on your knee going. <laughs> Spectacularly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, for those that are watching, we had to stop because uh, Jennifer was showing a little too much leg, leg. at the moment. So we're going to pick Do up over. a little bit. Yes, exactly. So uh, we have new Strixone golf balls for those. We will go into all the details again, but two-piece golf ball, low compression. We have to go into all the details again. We just lost half the show. All right. So green, orange. Fluorescent red. Yeah. or Bright red, red. Or Jennifer thinks purple with green polka dots, Pink, clearly. So. Matte red, fluorescent no. green, bright orange. Spectacular. Yeah. So uh, the soft feels a great seller in store and Buy online for on. us. And Are these brand new? They're brand new. They literally just hit yesterday. So uh, we're super excited about them. They're going to do really well. Color has exploded across golf balls. And as we've talked about before. Ken really likes color. Well, and everybody has a hierarchy of color in, in, their, uh, in, in what makes uh, more visible balls versus less. So I think I've told you guys the story about being at ping and yes. them hitting the two-tone balls um, and icing, you know, a red and white ball, I see red, you see white. And um, so, you know, this golf ball, I might see, you know, two or three times farther than a white ball. It I could just say, be I'd the, like to see see white out of this thing. Yeah, but it would be, it might just be just the opposite with you. So um, as Bill knows, we're selling lots and lots and lots of color golf Do balls. they sell like a combo pack where you could get a whole bunch of different colors and then see which one you, you see the best? They don't, but in our brick and mortar store at Hagen Oaks, we do that all the time for customers and let them mix and match a, uh, a four pack with different colors inside. So, How much do these retail for? 20 bucks. Awesome. Great value. These would be fun to put underneath a... Uh, Inside a stocking, by the way, for Christmas. I know I'm. I think feel like I'm still the only one who's actually thinking about Christmas shopping, at least on this couch. Yeah, it's still November. Sorry. All right, all right. I am excited about the next thing you want to talk about. To be honest. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's go on. Why are you putting those like behind me? Why do I have to sit on the golf balls? They're not eggs. They're gonna hatch. Hmm. All right. Mizuno. Mizuno has a new MP20. Uh, Yes. And you're going to tell us all about it. I am. So first we're going to flash back to 1987. Wow. 
And I didn't even know you in 1987. He didn't. I knew Bill, though. It was 32 years ago. Yeah. Um, and Tommy Nakajima, how's that a name for the past? Yeah. Flash from the past. Yep. Had a set of Mizuno irons called the TN87. And to this day, they're still one of the most collectible forged irons in the world. And the reason was is because they put a very light coat of copper up underneath the iron. And so for those watching us, I've got a piece of paper up here that shows this copper layer, that this underlay that they put underneath the chrome. And on the TN87s, they had that. Okay, and if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can watch us on YouTube on the Morton Golf Sales channel. You can just find us there. Yeah. Um, and then you have a photo up here of a copper... Um, Bill B. Vanna White. Mizuno. Again. I, I lost my Vanna White status, huh? Yes. Most um, definitely. And copper was used heavily in golf club equipment back in the late 80s. Yes. Early, mid, mid 80s or late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And Bill, I mean, Tommy Nakajima was, you know, he won he 48 times on the Japanese tour. He finished in the top 10 in lots of majors. He was uh, one of the uh, most well known, kind of real first international superstars across the world of golf. All right. So, why do we care about him now? Well, because that particular iron set that he used kind of is the um, foray into this new MP20 line of irons. Old is new again. It is. So on the three new MP20 irons, they have done this copper underlay and then put a nickel chrome cover over the top of the uh, iron. And what it has resulted in is an exceptionally soft forged iron. Mm -hmm. Mizuno irons have always been really soft, um, but with this copper underlay that they're doing, um, you know, it's it covers the whole iron head as, 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 as the photo shows, um, but then the nickel chrome over the top okay, makes and it even softer. You yet. were talking about some other little weirdo thingamabob. Yes. So it was a very technical term. I think that was it. Weirdo thingamabob. Pretty sure that wasn't it. But I can talk about grain flow forging. Is that, that is what it was called. Grain yes. flow forging. Same thing. So with forged golf clubs, they forge them out of a billet of steel, meaning that a uh, steel is uh, forged under tons and tons of pressure, and it has grain in it, just like wood does. And with Mizuno, they actually, when they stamp them out of that, they actually stamp it so the grain runs down the hosel and then across the face of the golf club. So, so it turns. So it turns. They actually, uh, they actually make it long and then they actually bend it. And so how does that differ from other golf clubs? Because with other forgings, the grain can run this way. Which, or it can what, is, run, what does that mean, this so way? It could run from face to back of the iron. So short, just it, a small... It could run any which way. And more importantly, it can run any which way from different parts of the iron. So your eight iron could run from front to back. It could run from top to bottom. Multiple directions. Multiple basically. directions. Is that something that anyone typically cares about? What it does is it by grain flow forging and having the grain run the same way in each of the iron, the consistency from iron to iron is going to be better. Okay, I get that, but does do most manufacturers and most club people do they typically care about this grain? I mean, do they, are they just casting their clubs? Is that something that most? Well, they're not care casting; about? they're forging their golf clubs, okay, and most of them don't. Most of them are not forging their clubs um, in relationship to the grain of the metal. Not quite as precise. Yes, yeah. in their process. Correct, and that's one of the reasons why Mizuno are the best-selling forged irons around the world is because of the care that they. 
put into making sure that each one is consistent and and grain flow forged. Okay, and so you're saying that by doing that, by taking this extra step, what is the end result going to be? More consistency from iron to iron, so that when you hit one on the heel or the toe, you know that the grain is not playing a role in the performance of the golf shot at all. So it's the, the... And does it typically? That's to be debated. I think if you talk to anybody other than Mizuno, they'd say no. Mizuno feels strongly that their golf clubs are better because they're grain flow forged than not. So that's an interesting yeah. that's an interesting yeah. um, point on these. The copper is the big piece on this iron, though. It's it's uh, it's a new underlay for them and and uh, is um, making that the golf clubs even softer yet. And you said there's three versions of this club? There are. So there is the MB, which is the blade, which is going to be really uh, uh, probably the most difficult of the three to hit, but uh, it's going to be what the tour guys are going to be using. I'll give that one to Bill. So that would be for very low handicap. Yep. And then they have the new uh, MP20 um, MMC, which is a multi-material iron. So it's a perimeter-weighted forged iron, also grain flow forged, also with the copper underlay. Um, but what they've done is near the heel of the golf club, there is actually tungsten in the uh, embedded in the sole of it. And so a little bit more weight. So yeah, tungsten is much, much heavier than, uh, than the forged steel. So it allows them to move the center of gravity lower in the golf club, uh, create a little higher trajectory on it and a little bit more forgiveness on it. And then it actually has a titanium plate in the back um, to hold the tungsten in, which is extremely lightweight. Um, uh, but So it's got three different materials in it, um, but still very, very soft, still very forged. And who is this uh, going to be for? Still that's going to be low handicap, low handicap player, but probably could go up to like a 15 handicap player. Okay, well that's that yeah. opens that market up it, quite a it bit does. more. Yep, and then the very last one in the iron family is the uh, new hollow body iron, which is uh, the HMB, the hollow muscle back. And this is um, a uh, a hollow, literally a hollow iron. So uh, while it looks a lot like the forged iron that Bill has, um, they actually have even more tungsten in the bottom and the sole and out near the toe of the golf club than even uh, this one but has uh, a, um, because it's hollow, they're able to actually fill it with foam and actually thin out the face. So it's the longest of any of the three MP20 irons. It's gonna be the most universal in terms of who it approaches from a player handicap standpoint. So this seems like another um, example of three different clubs that even though they're all underneath the MT20, MP20 um, name, there's quite a bit of difference between the makeup of them. Yeah, and what's super cool, and Bill can speak to this, is the interchangeability and putting sets together that kind of include all of them. Now, why would you want to do that? Oh, you might want more forgiveness in the longer irons, which are typically more difficult to hit consistently. Uh, but then when you want the feel shots with the short irons, eight, nine, pitching wedge, you might go to the full forged. Mm -hmm. um, very common for a lot of our customers to do that. Um, that brings in and, and something maybe we should talk about right now, which is the importance of club fitting. Um, I think uh, club fitting is something probably a lot of our um, viewers uh, have heard about and have probably gone through, but I think a lot of our viewers maybe haven't. Um, I mean, I'm sure they've all heard of club fitting, but what is the benefit, what are the benefits of going through a club fitting. Not necessarily through us. I mean, most of our listeners um, 
aren't anywhere near us, but um, why should they look into getting fit for their golf equipment? So, you know, here at Hagen Oaks or at our golf shop, um, we fit for 10 different variables, and those include things like length and lie angle and uh, amount of offset and weight and shaft type and shaft weight and grip size and grip type. All of those different things um, adjust the swing and we can put different equipment in uh, somebody's hand and have them make the mo same motion but have the end shot result vary wildly based on just the equipment that we're handling in their hands. Somebody like Tiger Woods you can hand him any golf club and within a couple swings he's going to figure it out and hit it dead straight every time the average consumer is not that skilled and they're going to fight their Ill, their equipment if it's ill fitted to them um and so i you know i'm a, probably a good example i'm six foot tall i'm not you know uh you know overly tall but i use a golf club that's uh, three quarters of an inch over length and and very upright because i stand upright at the ball and trap it a little bit and if I used a golf club that was standard I would hit it completely sideways um, but because I can put a club in my hand that's the right tool um, it, it allows me to play much better golf and and not hit the ball uh, to the right which I would do uh, with the ill-fitted equipment. So consistency um, yeah. will help you just yeah. lower your scores, have shaft, more fun. Shaft weight's gonna have you hit it farther um, you know, the grip size, if a grip is too small for you, it's going to create too much hand rotation. You're going to hit it to the left. If a grip is too big for you, you're going to not have enough hand rotation. You're going to have a tendency to hit it to the right, all for a right-handed golfer. And that's really hard, I think, for the average golfer to be able to figure all this out on their own. Yeah. Mizuno has a really cool tool that I should mention. It's called the Shaft Optimizer, and it's actually a little uh, blue... Um, a little uh, looks like a little missile that clips to the center of the shaft and you take 10 swings with it and then they have this algorithm algorithm that connects to uh, one of our computers in there and then recommends um, one of about 30 different shafts that they have available in their irons and also a set makeup um, so it, it will tell you that you know the uh, you know let's say the NS Pro Modus is the right steel shaft for you but based on the load that you're putting in it and how high the ball is going and all those kind of things that, you know, you should have a, a pitching wedge and a nine iron in the forged and a uh, eight through five iron in the uh, mid iron and then uh, three and four in the hollow body. And um, it helps create a much more, much more narrow focus on fitting right out of the gate. And another cool thing about Mizuno is the fact that they offer what, over 30 um, uh, shafts at no additional upcharge no and stuff? No charge, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's cool. Yep. And this isn't even, we're not even trying to sell the Mizuno. I just thought that this was a pretty cool yep. uh, new product introduction. You're bringing out more stuff. We I thought we were just talking about this. Well, we start, more, Mizuno. Just, more Mizuno. Just touch upon the wedges that go with it. So um, the new T20 wedges, they're also forged. And um, what I love about it is that cool blue ion finish that they have available. It, uh, tour chrome. This is, blue. this is blue, Jennifer. That is blue. Yes. I would agree. Sure we cut out because I was revealing too much, but we cut out the fact that I disagreed with the color on that Red Bull. Yeah. Which I'm going to hold up. This looks pink to me, guys. What color do you guys think this is? Back to that. Pink. Yes. We're talking about blue Mizuno wedges. Yeah. Pink golf balls. So, super cool blue. I, uh, you know, do, they make, do they make that in the irons? They do not. They do not. It's Why not, Mizuno? Why not? 
Yeah, I'm sure Mizuno is out there watching our podcast as yes. we speak. Why not? Yes. All right, I think that's it. Do you, unless you guys have something else. Well, All right, I'm, should we introduce our guest? Yeah. Go for it. So Jeff Stewart is the longtime Northern California Nike golf sales rep. He sells apparel, he sells footwear, and new is a new license that has some brand new gear. So we're super excited to have Jeff on board. Did Jeff bring Tiger Woods with him today? He did not bring Tiger Woods what? unless he's stuffed inside the gear, which probably I don't think so. Would probably require the authorities. Yeah. Should we? Maybe maybe we should stay tuned. Let's see. Maybe he's here. All right. All right. All right. Up next, Jeff Stewart, Nike Golf. Welcome, welcome back to the show, uh, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. We Glad during the, during the break we we're kind of talking about the new Disney Plus and Star Wars. You have your tickets already? For the new episode nine? Yeah. This is very in the woods. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, Jennifer, of course. No, I yes, I do. <laughs> the midnight hey. show. Because I'm in a show. I have a show. Well, we're doing Susical that night, so and I have apparently to go to the it's midnight the last movie. one. Apparently, yes. I'm sure it is. Okay. Yes. So yes, yes, I do have my tickets already. Doesn't everybody? I don't. Do you? I need to get them mm. before I find out what happens. Yeah. I know. Which will be that would be upsetting. Yeah. Who, what about Disney Plus? Who's gotten Disney Plus? I haven't gotten it yet. That just means my kids haven't asked for it yet. So we'll be getting it. All right. It's and fantastic. who's watched? Uh, what's it called? Mandalorian. Who's watched that already? Okay, it was on. I didn't see it. I saw an ad for it. Yeah. That's worth getting it alone, right? It is. Right. It's really good. All right. All right. I guess we should dive into Nike now. That segue, let's yes. talk uh, from Star Wars to golf. That's right. So Nike and Tiger Woods, that seems pretty synonymous, right? I would say so. Um, back from the 1996 uh, press conference when he said hello world at the, I guess it was the Milwaukee Open yes. back then, right after he won his third US Amateur in a row, uh, all the way up to... Well, recently when he won in Japan, uh, when he's had kind of a tough second half of the year, but uh, winning the Masters in April, obviously that was something probably a lot of people didn't see coming. And with all of the, the health issues and so on, his back, probably a lot of people didn't think he'd ever win again. So it's been quite a long run. We've actually had the uh, pleasure of having him at a couple sales meetings. We just had him last uh, this past January at our sales meeting and couldn't have been more engaging with the employees and did a clinic Q&A and um, he's he's obviously been great for the brand and probably if you ask people what the first thing they think about with Nike golf Tiger would be the first sort of word that comes to mind and I think I don't think there's a company that's done it better than Nike of leveraging your athletes um, and tying them in with the brand whether it's Tiger Woods whether it's Michael Jordan I mean you guys um, yeah. have absolutely leveraged your athletes uh Describe the campus. I mean, if, if for those that have never had the privilege of going to Nike, it's like a college campus. And certainly Tiger has a role there at yep. the campus, too. Maybe kind of get into well, that. Well, yeah, a he bit, literally so. has his own. There's a building there. The, they call it the TWC Tiger Woods Center. It has a theater in it called the Stanford Theater. Of course, it's aptly named, but probably seats about 2,000 people. And we go to our sales meetings. We go in as with golf. We're part of the brand so any rep running reps team sports reps um 
Jordan reps, everybody's in that room for the opening and closing, and it's it's pretty. It's like going to a, almost like a concert with with performers on the stage and the whole bit. The campus itself, yeah, it really is like a college campus. Uh, you've got lakes on it, a lot of nature stuff. Uh, there's a lot of uh, um, it's there's a lot of trees out there, and they've got hiking and running trails that run through it. It's very outdoor looking and very Oregon, I suppose. But it's a it's a really neat place, and all the buildings that are there are named after after iconic Nike athletes. And one um, of my staff members in in this office uh, came from there. But where is it located? It is in Beaverton, which <clears throat> is just uh, up Highway 26 towards the coast, just uh, just west of downtown Portland. Probably about uh, 30 minutes or so, depending on the awful traffic that happens on that. In that Oregon, yeah, in yeah. Oregon, yeah, and it's fairly unique because they—it's kind of like college where there's intramural sports, and I mean, everybody's encouraged to be an athlete that works for Nike up there. Nice yeah, night. they have a saying; it's been around the last uh, year internally. Make sport a daily habit. There's people that uh, their lunch hour they literally go and go to a workout class and have a quick lunch, and they shower and come back and come back to work. So that's encouraged. Um, part of a healthy lifestyle. I figure if people are happy at work and they're healthy, then the productivity's good and all those things that kind of go with it. So, very cool. Nike has been in golf since the '80s and and has you know the, your guys's um, probably core product his footwear. It's always been you know uh, at the forefront of what Correct. Nike's done, yeah. not just in golf but as a company uh, wide as well. Um, the apparel's rolling. You guys had a foray into equipment, yes, and then a few years step back. But there's a brand new launch of some gear, and that's what, kind of what we're excited yep. to talk about here. So, so yeah, there. So Kenny, there's a company. Um, they're a licensee of ours called uh, JR286. Kind of a unique name. They are out of Torrance, and so when we vacated the equipment business back in uh, August of 2016 is when that was announced. So what we vacated at the time was all our hard goods, irons, woods, um, golf bags, golf balls, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, all the hard goods, I guess, that we would call it in our industry. Um, one of the things, that the club business was obviously really uh, challenging with uh, competition, the costs, the margins, all that stuff that obviously you, you're, you're very well aware of. Um, but the bags and gloves, that was still something that a lot of customers, I know including you, especially with the bags, were still asking for. Uh, JR286 makes a lot of our, they make our water bottles. Uh, if you go to a store and you see a swoosh on a, a basketball, a Jordan basketball, that is also under under their umbrella. Cool. So they're kind of like for belts uh, under golf. It's a, it's a licensee. Um, the reps are still servicing our accounts with this product. It's just a different company that invoices and, and ships the product out. So for the consumer, it's it's a little more seamless other than, I mean, I just saw some of the staff on the floor. They're like, oh, you guys are bringing bags back. So um, it's been a while. Yeah, and they're working with Nike, with Nike designers to yes. kind of make it seamless throughout the whole line, right? Yes, so, so the, what, yeah, what are we going to start seeing then? That's been so helpful. yeah. So they took over our um, our glove business this year and the inventory that we had and, and basically owning that inventory, uh, taking the orders and, and shipping it, and then coming in twenty twenty we'll have an update on the glove line. Um, basically, all our athletes on tour uh, still wear our gloves, so they'll be wearing this next year and 
if you watch golf, you probably notice since we got out of the club business, we have a lot more athletes out there than ever before. It costs, it's not cheap, but it costs a lot less than when you're paying an athlete to uh, carry the bag, play the clubs, and the golf ball. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts there. So now we've got head-to-toe look, and um, frankly, the hat and the polo are the the real two things that, that move the needle for us. But it's a head-to-toe look now, and like I said, we'll continue with gloves with new product. Uh, I think the main thing um, that probably people will be happy about and, and notice uh, being updated is the golf bags. Uh, there's three bags um, three bags that are going to come out uh, for next year. And Jeff has them, so if, yeah. you're, if you're listening to the show, if you want to check us out on uh, our YouTube channel, Morton Golf Sales, you can... You'll be able to see them there. So yeah, these they'll come in um, a variety of colors. But for our samples, we've received um, uh, all black samples in these these three options right now in stand bags, and they'll be updated. One of the things they wanted to do with the bags for next year, uh, if anybody's watching this, and as I go through it, they might recognize some of the the models. They wanted to not just completely change it and overhaul it. They wanted to kind of seamlessly move from what we were doing when we vacated the category into. Um, something that looks very familiar to the consumer. So we did really well with this bag prior. This is the Nike Air Hybrid. Um, this would be our, our premium uh, bag. This will retail at uh, $240. Um, is this what it was called before? Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, some of the features and benefits of this, it does have a 14-way divider. A lot of consumers like that as far as organizing their clubs. Um, it also has a Nike uh, Air strap, which looks very similar to what we put on all of our backpacks, or you'd see in a pair of Air Max golf shoes. So for comfort and uh, some it's really cushioned, some padding. Looking. Yep, um, it does have a um, a uh, water bottle holder that um, will uh, help keep keep whatever your beverages in there cold. Um, has lots and tons of pockets to it. Yep. It's uh, is the fourteen way divider uh, all the way down. It is, yeah, Very and that's nice. important. To a lot of people so the clubs don't get uh, cross one another and the grips mm -hmm. get stuck. So that will be, and then we've got a nice uh, hip uh, uh, hip pad here, and it's actually has quite a bit of perforations in it because when you're carrying your clubs in the summer, you tend to on your waist tends to get or your back lower back tends to get hot. So that's actually good for for uh, ventilation. It's a gorgeous bag, and that's going to come in lots of colors. When is that going to be out? So January 1st. January, yeah. yeah. will be when we're really okay. getting into this. Uh, the next one we're going to have um, is the Air Sport. And this one has a, um, this is a six-way divider, and you've got like the 14-way. Uh, you've got a putter well on the top and the same handle on it as well. And this one, um, this one will also have the Air uh, straps on it as well for the padding. And it's it's not as it's a little bit lighter, and uh, probably when we were doing bags before, I'd say this was our number one uh, seller and probably preferred by the consumer as far as a carry bag. How this, much? How much um, do they uh, weigh? Do you know? You know what? Uh, weight. I'm not sure on the exact weight of, okay. of all of all three of them. Uh, I actually. The one that I'll show you at the end, the Sport Light, I believe that one was four and a half pounds on the previous one. And like I said, it's the same bag uh -huh. construction, so it should be about the same. The other thing I want to point out, uh, just going back to the hybrid bag, is this also really parlays as a, a cart bag. For one, you can actually take the, remove the straps off of it if you're basically going to ride or use a, a push cart primarily. And then the other thing that's really neat with it 
It has a uh, uh, basically a spot you can put the cart strap, whether it's your push or, or a power cart. It goes all the way through here so that if you've got your wallet and your keys in here, that the strap on that cart's not going to cover it. So it's really, really more meant for that. Whereas I said, this one, the sport is really going to be more for a, sort of a traditional carry bag. The third one is our sport light. This is the one I said it uh, comes in, should come in around four and a half pounds. A uh, little bit smaller, has more of that uh, player's top on it. In fact, when we were doing bags, um, all of the Nike collegiate schools, this was basically the bag that they used, obviously with their their colors on it. But that one, that's one of the things that drove the uh, sell-through on this bag. It was real visible on TV, Golf Channel, and having the NCAA championships. Uh, so super lightweight, doesn't have the air uh, air pockets on the straps, but uh, does have plenty of room in here. You've got spot here for your uh, yarded, um, your range finder, good size ball pocket, spot for your uh, for your sharpie, mark your scores or your golf ball. And we've got Velcro actually on all three of these on the side if you want to just put your put your glove on there. So. Absolutely, I think. And this one will come in at one uh, one sixty. Very very cool. I think nice. uh, a lot of people like the Nike um, brand, and I think they're sorry and sad to see um, some of that product um, go away. Right? Yeah. No, I mean it's you know Nike fans are passionate about the brand. I mean it's it's yes, uh, I agree with that. It's one of the more um, you know uh, tight knit brand advocacy brands that we carry in the store, and so when someone they they want to be head to toe just like the tour players. So having bags, having, you know, these awesome new gloves, um, having the whole, you know, so they can be, uh, have everything on their bag and all their gear with the swoosh on it, I think is important. We also had a, a licensee before that just did our, like, our towels. So now this will be all under one um, one company. So mm -hmm. we're going to have our players' towel back out, basically the towels that you'd see the tour players have around their staff bags. We're going to have our solar sleeves which uh, sell What's a real solar sleeve. Yes, yeah, so solar sleeves basically like a really tight, um, stretchy fabric that'll go over your arms. Has UV protection. Obviously, these days, uh, sun protection is really important. Um, if some people feel that just sunscreen's not going to do it alone, or if you've had any skin cancer on your arms, um, you'll see people wear these along with like the UV protection bucket cap. Probably not wearing shorts. Um, we do sell and have sold quite a few of these in the past. This one we've we've continually had, um, so there's been no lapse in availability on that. It's just that they're taking over that for us as well. And, and this then, has the dry fit technology in it that your yes, bell does, right? Yeah, super breathable, stretchy. You want those to fit almost tighter than you would think, so that they that they stay on properly and uh, they yeah, stay cool though, even though it's moisture hot in the wicking, summer, right? dry fit technology. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you're gonna be out on the course on a hundred degree day here in Sacramento and you're you're gonna you're gonna feel that there's they have a sweaty feeling it should wick away give moisture. Give us the reader's digest version of how dry fit works. Yeah, it basically be? it's it's you know the wicking is basically the pulling of the moisture away from your skin to to keep you cool and dry. Um, that's really the, the So it moves it from the inside of the fabric to the to outside, the outside of the fabric. Just right? like you'd find on uh, polo product or or dry fit technology even on on bottoms, you're going to have your lower back, your uh, armpit area, all those areas, uh, those heat zones where you need breathability on hot days, that's where it's most uh, effective for sure. Yeah. 
I know uh, in some of it you can talk about, some of it you probably can't, but there's some new exciting things in 2020 for Nike as well. Maybe as a kind of a last question, you can uh, allude to that. Yeah, we have, I'd say the, the lead uh, is going to be a new uh, shoe technology that we have coming next year. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's it's gone very well. It has a nice uh, storytelling with new products is always important. It's a shoe that uh, we worked with Brooks Kepka on initially, who is one that says he likes to practice uh, chip and putt in his running shoes. So that was kind of the inspiration behind it. So it'll have a neat Nike technology story, and it will it will actually bridge over to um, the other part of the brand in in running specifically, where they'll have a shoe uh, with the same name. And we find whether it's the Air Max or the Roshi. Um, franchises within the company that come over to golf the golf consumer is very familiar with those because they likely already own that product uh, from the non-golf category kind of those heritage yeah. products that we do I have had a chance to see it and okay. and again we can't say a lot about it because it's uh, still under wraps but I can tell you that um, they have some scientific uh, uh, data to back up that you're going to hit the ball farther wearing this new pair of shoes. It's yeah, basically, and it was an organic video the company did. We first saw it at our sales meeting, like uh, Kenny was referring to, and basically they, with Kepka, compared to the shoes that he's wearing now, that he won two, ma two of his majors wearing that shoe, the Tour Premier, he was able, with this new shoe, to get two miles an hour more uh, club head speed, which is about five five extra yards in that uh, carry. Yeah. And a lot of people that I've showed the shoe to that are teachers, when you see the video, they, they get why this is happening. It has to do with using the ground for power at impact and so on. And, and that's and when you see the video, it kind of makes sense. So I don't know what kind of advertising we've got coming for it. or it, It's going to come out, um, it'll hit the floor around 4-1. So right, right before that um, tradition, unlike any other in yeah. April. Uh, so... That is our uh, that is our main event in our industry, so there'll be a lot of eyeballs on it. So we'll take advantage of that um, at that launch yeah, time. I know our team is really excited about it. It's really cool technology. Yeah, that's a that's that's amazing. How yeah. uh, you know club fitting golf balls and now your shoes. Everything's going to get you yeah, more distance. Everything place. is just so high tech now, and as you guys do here with club fitting, you can literally whatever product is, you can dial it into. The needs of that consumer and and with the idea of making them better at, at golf so just for a recap new golf bags new gear all start in january and yes. a super cool yet to be named yet to be identified footwear right around april 1st yes and there'll be a lot of eyeballs on it too because tiger is coming back as the as the defending champion so yeah. we literally already have all of our scripting and like for him what he's going to be wearing thursday through sunday and um, i'm guessing a red shirt on sunday maybe yes just okay. maybe all right <laughs> thanks again for coming and joining us jeff absolutely and well it sounds like we're going to see you again in april are you going to bring a tiger with you then uh i think he's got something else going on in april yeah, it's probably, probably going to take up a lot of his time yeah. all right we're going to be back with our jack bergeroni experience segment but before that stay tuned for a quick break from our sponsor Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. 
Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on MortonGolfSales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name. It's from a can we see. But we all have another name. We call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you, you ask us why, we'll say... Cause mama's hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Alright. Ready guys? Okay. Ready. I know what segment this is. And you said you were gonna tell us what Jack Burgeroni is this week. No, I never said that. I thought she said that. I thought she said that too. Why am I the one who always has to say Does everything? Mr. Why don't you say what Jack Burgeroni is? I wasn't okay. even there for the original Jack Burgeroni. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but you're the only one that knows what it means here. Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite holes in golf. I have a couple topics. I figure we'll go through them because I don't have any favorite holes in golf. I don't play golf. I don't think you want to remind people about that every week. <laughs> I think I everyone can I'm figure it sure. out every week with yeah. my commentary. Number one, it's Scandia is a volcano that goes up to... Yeah, that... No, yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite holes in golf. Well, the first one that comes to mind is number 16 at Cypress Point. Uh, I had the chance Why? to play that with Bill. Um, the... Uh, What's so special? It's a shot out across the ocean uh, to a little sliver of... It's a par three. Yeah, of green that goes out there. It's... Um, as dramatic and special as, as any hole in golf that I've ever played, for sure. I've, I've played Cypress twice, um, which is a, a blessing in itself. The very first time we got up to 16, the fog rolled in there down in Monterey, and you couldn't see from me to the camera. Um, and our caddy literally put a tee out in front of the tee box um, and handed me my three iron and said, hit your ball over the top of that tee. And I could have been aimed that way, that way, or that way, and would have had no idea. All you could hear was ocean all the way around. And I hit a great shot right over the top of the tee, and we walked up there, and I ended up being probably 15 feet from the hole. Um, it was more, one of the more remarkable things I've Not ever sure seen. Not get any credit for that shot. Not at all. So <laughs> he still had to pull the trigger. And yeah, exactly. And But the next time uh, we played was in just a torrential downpour sideways rain the whole time wonderful yeah uh, still super special and yeah. this again this hole is a 235 yard par three which all of you listening or watching understand what that means jennifer does not understand what that means but it's a long par three it's a long par three it's visually spectacular with the ocean crashing down on your right yeah and uh if you're going to try to bail a little bit there's a small window of, of to bail out to the left just left of the yeah. green but uh, it was a full driver for me that day that we played into that wind and in that rain. And I know yeah. that also that... Do you guys get up in the morning and, like, plan your outfits together? No, but we share a brain most of the time. Yes. So I think we come to work dressed the similar more days than not, usually. Correct. So, yeah. What's remarkable is that 16 follows another hole, Wait, number 15. Wait, it's Bill's turn. No, no, no. Quit, quit stealing his... That's, he's not. We're sharing the same brain. Yeah. I was going to say this exact thing. It's so. quite possible. It, it's not quite as dramatic as uh, 16 at Cyprus, but 15 at Cyprus might be 
the second most beautiful beautiful par three in in Monterey, right? And it's just a little bit easier than sixteen. Yeah, but it's yes. shorter, but it again just it's literally right on the cliffs of the ocean, and you're hitting over ocean to what looks kind of like an island green up I, there. You should stop. I think we're boring Jennifer. <laughs> yes. She just yawned yes. like, dramatically. Exactly. If you could, yeah. Those of you listening, Jennifer, who does not play golf, just yawned. And right in the middle of Kenny's amazing story. And it is amazing, right? But, yes. Yeah, so maybe we ought to go on to the next subject. I don't know, something. What's the one down can, can there? Can we keep Jennifer awake here? We're doing the drive, and then there's that Cypress. Uh, Cypress Point. Kenny just it? talked is about that, it. Number 16. Cy- hence yeah. the word Cypress Point. Golly. <laughs> okay. Is that the same hole? Well, is that, is that they have hole? 18 holes at this So the Lone, Cypress yeah, the Lone Cypress is not on a golf course. Oh. It's just out <laughs> on, on a 17-mile drive. Yeah, it's on 17-mile drive. Well, that's pretty too. <laughs> but Cypress Point has lots of cypress trees on it. Mm. <laughs> this segment has gone <laughs> off the rails yes. and sideways. So Beginning with the yawn and her <laughs> yawn. Yeah. All right, what other holes, Bill? What are, what's some what favorites? What about Augusta with the pretty azaleas? Zella? <laughs> All right, I, okay. That's I a th- pretty hole. <laughs> All right, should I reel it back in? Yeah, we know. Oh. Well, wait a second. I mean, oh, I thought we were talking about our favorite, like, you favorite holes that we don't? No, I don't think so. I didn't say that. Yeah, you're right, because otherwise I would have disqualified you immediately from this conversation <laughs> since you haven't played any of them. But, okay, yeah, well, we could go all over the place, but I think I think we were putting a little personal stamp on, on our favorite holes. So. Yeah. But not necessary. That's okay. All right. Yeah. There's well, a lot to of, contribute. There's a lot of amazing holes that are bordered by Ozellas over at Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I think we mentioned it before. Number 12 is another amazing part three at Augusta, although I've not played there. We, yeah. Kenny and I were able to stand on the 12th tee box and so did I. wish. And, well, I know, but it didn't matter to yeah. you. It mattered to us. I think she yawned then. Yes, too. I think she did. And she looked at her watch. If she yeah. wore a watch, she would have been looking at her watch. Yeah. Uh, what else? I'd throw 17 at Edgewood Tahoe up there. Um, so, again, for those that haven't been able to, to uh, see it on television All during the celebrity. Were choosing, but yeah, again. but it's literally a T on the beach of Tahoe and a green on the beach of Tahoe. And there's no fairway. It's literally just beach between those two things. And you've got the splendor of Lake Tahoe to your right right there. It's, it's again, really beautiful right there. It we is. have a lot of international listeners. Do you have any place internationally the road hole at st andrews probably very famous yeah uh heartbreaker for a lot of people yeah obviously for sure. probably most recently jordan speed bogeyed that hole right yeah when he lost the yep. british open yep but i was gonna say actually again since we we're on the monterey peninsula number seven at pebble beach yeah is iconic it's a very short par three about a hundred and five yards or so but super elevated so yeah. the greens you know i don't know what a hundred yards down below your feet it yeah, feels yeah. like um and you know it can be anywhere from a just half pitch shot to a seven iron depending on or when even the, yeah more or I, when I, the wind is blowing because again the the green is right at, at the edge of the ocean and if the wind is howling in your face you could be hitting it could be playing a hundred and 
50, 60, 70, 80 yards, even though it's 100 yards total. So. Do you have any favorites up at uh, the Bandon Dunes Resort that when we've gone up there and played? Oh, gosh. I don't know. There's there's lots to choose from up there. Uh, Pacific Dunes, every hole in Pacific Dunes is worth is worthy. So, yeah, I would right? agree. And I think uh, Bandon Dunes, number 17, um, as you're hitting that blind shot up over the par 4, that's another just fantastic hole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Is that all you guys have? All right. No other holes you want to throw out there? <laughs> I got kind of teased for mine. Yes. Um, and lack of them. Fairly all right. so, I think. Yeah. We'd like to hear from you guys, so send us your comments. Um, uh, you can post them on our video. You can um, tag them with my Instagram account, which is Jen underscore Morton underscore, I believe. Um, love to hear from you. Uh, I have another question if you guys want to keep talking. Um, that is brands, golf brands that aren't around any longer. Ooh. Maybe that you miss or maybe that you don't miss. Um, I thought, you know, with Nike in here in studio earlier today, they're still here, but they're no longer um, in the golf club business per se, that maybe that would be a good tie-in. And what brands can you guys think of? I think you well, I know yours. Which one? McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were obviously for their time, they had um, a lot of the best tour players back in the day. They made great forgings. They made great persimmon woods that were uh, played by most of the professionals. I think there was only a couple of major equipment manufacturers that the tour players played back in the day, and that was maybe Wilson and McGregor, yeah. right? Um, to the most popular. So. And they, of course, they sponsored Jack Nicklaus for throughout most of his career, and uh, of course, I think he really brought them to the forefront. Um, and you're a little bit of a fanboy. I did, yeah. I, I, Jack was my hero growing up for sure. So yeah, yeah no doubt. Uh, I would probably throw out there some brands like um, uh, Founders Club. Uh, that was, you know, they really kind of uh, Gary Adams was the original designer of the first metal wood with TaylorMade. And uh, once TaylorMade took off and he split from TaylorMade, he came out with a new line of woods called Founders Club. And they were really good selling at first, uh, yeah. but really they were shaped to where the sole of the golf club was narrower than the top, the crown of the golf club. And uh, was kind of the first metal wood to be really changing center of gravity up and down in a metal wood. And nowadays we take all that for granted because we've got sliding bars and movable weights and all that kind of stuff. But and the Founders Club tagline was fresh metal. Yeah, that's the yeah. fresh metal woods. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what they were called. So. See, I'm afraid to mention the ones that I can think of because I feel like so many brands kind of go under and then they kind of get revived and and I'm like, oh, you're back. I didn't know that. Let's let's hear what you got. Well, one of them uh, that was going to come to mind was Lynx, but right, I know that they're back. Right, they're coming back. Um, that's, that's still... And Henry Griffiths, I don't know if they're... They're still full in force, yeah. Yeah, and Adams was... Um, I don't know if they're... No, Adams uh, got purchased by TaylorMade, mm -hmm. and are uh, they're lost to the annals of time now at this point in time. Okay. So no uh, no product being made underneath their uh, their name. What Izzo, about... Izzo Golf? Uh, Izzo is the uh, licensee of all the Callaway uh, accessories and products, so they're still around too. See, 
See, this is why I don't want to. All these brands are going, like, what are you talking about? We're fine. Yes. Uh, Jones, Jones Bags. Still, uh, they, Mr. George Jones, who started that company, uh, it did go away for a little while, but he uh, sold that licensee, and they're actually back up in Oregon making bags again. This is. I would just like to say their rep, Connie, was like my favorite all-time person for yes. a number of years. Still one of my best friends in the industry. Yeah, loved Connie. Okay, so how about another one? This is kind of. I was gonna say this is kind of comical now because every company that she's mentioned <laughs> is still in business. It hasn't gone anywhere. So let's see what Jennifer can come up with next. You guys can name some for a minute. All I was going to mention one that maybe fit in Jennifer's camp. How about Orlamar, Kenny? Yeah, that's uh, so. That actually, that is uh, that that went away for a long time too. But now. Um, uh, Harico, which is a component company down in Southern California, they're actually making product under the Orlamar brand too. So I think you're right. Bullet uh, actually is being made as well. So great job, Jennifer. Cougar, yeah. wow. So Cougar, Bullet, both. I don't know about Cougar, Cougar but I know yeah. I know Bullet. But again, they just they go from different iterations. And your your comment about vendors not really ever going away. Uh, is kind of likely. So, uh, an author like Snake Eyes uh, was a was kind of a uh, uh, you know as we talked about Mizuno's forgings, they were really high end forgings, kind of ahead of their time. They're gone. Goldwyn Golf, remember oh, those? Right, yeah. With so ultralight. Yeah. Love. Super ultralight shafts. I actually had a three wood in my bag. And if you go way back, actually in high school, I actually used uh, Head Sports, so the oh, tennis yeah, company. Head. Um, I remember that. Yeah, they actually were making equipment for a while. Mm -hmm. I actually played their head irons. And actually, uh, they have just been purchased and are going to be coming out with new apparel uh, starting in spring of 2020 again. I remember their warm-up suits that they had going for a while there. That was a big selling apparel brand back in the day, for sure. And we could talk about, not necessarily that we're missing them, but Arias clothing and Fairway Blues and... Um, again, you just mentioned Lady Fairway. Are they? No, they're no. gone. Yeah, that was. Whoop! I found one. Oh, yeah, Lady one. Shoe Vendor. So, and ladies' apparel brands like Darlin Designs and Marsha Originals and Lilies of Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, and those are all brands that are that are, oh, yeah. that are gone now. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm afraid to mention anymore because I'm I don't want to get any hate mail from these companies that are like, uh, excuse me, we are very much in business. That'll be a good excuse to have them contact you and have them be on the show. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, am I missing do we, anything? Do we want to have a our audience? Send us in some companies yeah. that we're missing. Yeah. What are we missing? What do you guys miss that you can't find anymore? That we'll probably figure out as still alive and kicking. Yeah, a club in your garage that uh, you just can't do without because it holds kind of sentimentalism inside it. Yeah. So reach out, let us know. And with that, I think that's it. I think we're going to bring this episode to a close. If you like it, please subscribe to our channel. If you're looking for new golf equipment, please support our sponsor, Morton Golf Sales. And we'll be back next week, hopefully. (laughs) Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.